Hi, and welcome to It's Fine, You're Fine, We're Fine, a spiritual journey transforming consciousness one conversation at a time. Guess what? In the grand scheme of eternity, we are all fine. Everything is fine. Join Tony and Dr. Matt in our weekly deep dive of all things healing, transformation, and awakening. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Hi, everyone. Welcome back um, to our podcast. It's fine. You're fine. We're fine. Because, you know, it's all fine. In case you need um, a reminder. And we're still on our subject of abundance money. This and abundance and money this month. Um, but before we get into today, we're going to talk more about scarcity and well, to be clear, the illusion of scarcity, the illusion of wow. lack. Um, Very bad. Yes. Uh, but first, we're going to go into our It's Fine moments. So, Matt, what was your It's Fine moment this week? Okay. So, you know, once again, my It's Fine moment is around food. Those of you oh. that have been listening to our whole podcast so far, this is not the first time you've heard me talk about my 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 relationship with food. We'll call it that. Sorry to say my problems, but, you know, I want to reframe it. So on Tuesday of this week, I started a detox and the first two days of this, it's a liver detox specifically, um, but it does a lot of kind of detoxing through the gut as a way to relieve stress there so that it's relieving stress on the liver. So the first two days, like there's these specific like like little um, like powdered things, like shakes, such so as like a little powder thing you got to mix with water. And it's just, you know, pumped super full, like really dense with nutrients and things like that. And so I just, for two, the first two days, you've got to have two shakes, one in the morning, one in the evening and no food. So literally just the two shakes and a bunch of water. Um, and I've done, this is my third time doing this detox. And every time I always have like a little bit of a freak out about like not eating any food at all for two days. But this time it was way worse for whatever reason. I feel like because I've been getting a little wild with food lately. Yeah. Uh, even like, I mean, I like, like I'm the biggest I've ever been, which still isn't that big. Most people probably wouldn't even notice unless like the people that really know me that well. And so it's just been a thing I've been self-conscious about, you know, and it's because I've not really been exercising much or like eating the best food. And starting Tuesday morning was like, okay, but like, I feel like so many times like Tuesday, but especially on Wednesday, I had to keep reminding myself that like, it's fine. I'm fine. Like literally my body is okay without eating food for two days. Like the shakes that I'm having, like, I mean, they're packed full of so many things and they really are pretty filling um, for a while. Plus water, like the body can absolutely like more than just survive off of that. Right. But you know, like my brain often goes into this like scarcity or lack space around food, right? Yeah. And and which has you know been something I've struggled with my whole life when it comes to food and binge eating and those types of things. And so I really just had to kind of keep reminding myself that like it's fine, I'm fine. Like there's plenty of food. There's more than enough. Like you know it because it's like I was relating to it in such like a way that it's like so restrictive, but like, I know that I don't have to make it be restrictive. Like, you know, there's still so much abundance and goodness and value that I can see in it, but it, it's oftentimes hard for me to go there first when it comes yeah. to food. Right. 
It's mine. I have plenty of food. <laughs> yes. Um, well, that's great, Matt. I'm yeah. glad that you're able to work through that. Yeah, me too. And still very much in process. Yeah. I was um, doing an Instagram live yesterday with this lady that I know in LA. She's a therapist and she just wanted to like us to come on and like talk about healing and stuff like that. And so we were, and she asked me the question about like, like talk to me about how, like, you know, like part of like your self-care routine with nutrition and like your body and all of this other stuff. And I'm like, well, <laughs> that ain't really one that like, I like am super great at, like, you know, I always put that, that, that makes my body kind of at the bottom of the totem pole. And I make my like emotional, mental, spiritual health, like the priority. Right. Um, so it's very interesting answering that question. I was like, but I can't just make shit up and lie. I have to like right. tell the truth and just be vulnerable here, which is really empowering too to do that. But I did notice the rich, like initially when she asked that question, like and knowing that I was gonna like tell the truth, some embarrassment um coming up for me. But then once I like just started sharing, I was fine. Yeah. You know, it's it's always fine if like our minds are so good at like making up the worst case scenarios, but in reality, that rarely is the outcome, right, unless right. we just keep living so much in that possibility of the worst case scenario. Because then, of course, we have a greater chance of making it actually happen. Yeah, I mean, what we focus on is going to show up over and over and over again. Yep. The more we focus on it, the more we charge it up. That shit grows. It deeply embeds itself, and then it's just our reality. Right. Until it ain't. It was juicy. Thank you. <laughs> what was Joya's fine moment? Um, well, so uh, as I've mentioned before, I've been spending um, the summer so far on the East Coast. And, you know, this week I kind of had some moments where I was like, you know, we're just kind of here indefinitely right now. Right. And I've had some moments where I've been thinking like, oh my God, I need to figure out a plan. Like what's, what day am I gonna like arrive back in Kansas City? And after that day, like what day do I wanna do this? And what day do I, and trying to plan out like the next uh, like six months. Right. <laughs> and I allow, I, you know, it was causing me so much like mm -hmm. mental and emotional stress to try to like figure all that stuff out, especially living in the world right now where there's some interesting things happening with COVID and with traveling and things right. are opening up, but some things aren't. It's just, there's just a lot uh, of variables at play. And, and I realized that the whole push to try to figure all that out was that I was running out of time. <laughs> and that's not true. Right. Plenty of time. And I don't need to stress about how and where and when that I can just enjoy and be present where I am right now. Mm. And that when it's time to make a move or when, um, when that opportunity presents itself, I can do that and just be in flow instead of in force. It's mm. a good way of looking at it. Yeah. Um, because it's fine. I've got plenty of time. Mm -hmm. Like literally we have eternity. Right. And then I started like kind of laughing at myself. Like I've created this life for myself where I have complete and total location independence. I can be anywhere in the world at any time and 
do my work. And I also have a completely flexible schedule. Okay. I really, I really have set my life up that I don't have like rigid dates or timelines for pretty much any of my, my work, none of my companies, none of my, you know, um, clients or anything. Uh, so to all of a sudden, like try to like force myself into, it's gotta be on this day at this time after this many weeks. And this, you know, was, I just kind of laughed at myself after I went through it. Like, what was the point of creating this, um, life for myself where I have complete and total freedom to go wherever I want, whenever I want, wherever I want so that I can, uh, force myself into a uh, strict timeline. <laughs> right. Cause you've been, you've been manifesting all that freedom and flexibility and like, here it is. Right. So it's funny how well, sometimes like when we get like what we've asked for been manifesting, how like our brains and that old conditioning will try to go into self-sabotaging. Right. We're like now bitch, you better step back. Right. You can get me behind. No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you know and one thing I love too and like I this was kind of unintentional um is about how both of our it's fine moments today were about lack yours lack of time mine lack of money and of course today's episode is so much about lack and scarcity and that was not really intentional like we weren't like okay let's make sure we get an it's fine moment that relates to today's topic right I think that's pretty like powerful and synchronistic right and so yeah, today we're going to talk about the, and I want to stress this, the illusion. It's a, it's an illusion mm-hmm. of lack and scarcity because lack can only exist when we believe that there is not enough. Yep. So lack is created out of our beliefs, right? Mm-hmm. So if we believe that there is more than enough, we can never, we can't experience lack. right and so also Matt tagging back to your it's fine moment it's interesting um because you know we've talked a lot about money we've talked about time but God or our like connection to higher power is what I'll call that but I'll just use God because for me that's what that is but God money food or how we take in energy time and love the way that we receive love these all run on the same energetic lines. So you'll notice that a lot of times when you experience, it's just as easy to experience, I don't have enough food to I don't have enough love to I don't have a, I don't have a deeper connection with my higher power to I don't have enough time to I don't have enough money. All of these things play out very similarly right um experience of lack in one of those things can absolutely bleed out into exactly lack and all those other things exactly and it's very easy to say like oh i've got this person and now we're we're in a relationship but i'm i've got to hold on to them so tight and i i can't trust them i can't um i can't let them be free because I'm so afraid that they're going to stop loving me, that they're going to cheat on me, that they're going to run away. They're going to find somebody better. They're going to do something different, you know? 
And so you like hold on so tight because there's an, a fear that that quote love might run out. And that's the same thing with food. I've got to finish every single bite of food on my plate and eat everything in sight because I'm so afraid that if I don't, I'm not going to have any more. Right. Right. And raise your hand right now if you struggle with that. Right. And with time, I've got to fill every moment of my day with something or I've got to constantly be working towards being productive or whether it's scrolling through my phone on Instagram or whatever it is, because I don't have, you know, I'm going to run out of time. So I couldn't possibly just be, you know, I don't have time to meditate because I got to, you know, scroll through Instagram. Right. No, one thing I noticed too, like, you know, anytime my brain goes into the, like, I don't have enough of fill in the blank like whatever Mm -hmm. it is it's like then like it pulls me into like this place of like frustration or guilt or shame or whatever the emotions are that might be present in that moment and so then like it's like I get more consumed in that and then like before I know it it's maybe been an hour and I've been just consumed in all that like shit storm and there's so much that I could have gotten done in that hour Right. Had I just brought myself back to, you know, that abundance space and not allowing myself or giving myself permission to live in like the illusion that there is like lack or scarcity in whatever ways that I might be stuck in in that moment. Right. Well, and a lot of times that belief of we don't, I don't have enough fill in the blank mm-hmm. comes from a belief that I am not enough. Amen to that. And when you believe that on some level, you are not enough, you will see that reflected in every experience, every, you know, outside thing that you can imagine, whether it's in your job, in your relationships, in your bank account. When you believe you are not enough, you will see that reflected to you. Absolutely. Like that's what's at the core, like at the root. Yeah. And so right there is a mindset shift that can start to happen. Mm-hmm. And when you can, when you can know that as you are right now, you are enough, you'll start to see not only enoughness, but a world of plenty reflected right. back to you. It's like when we allow ourselves to remove all of our conditions that we put on enough or plenty and allow it to be more unconditional. Like then we can not only like access the abundance, but allow ourselves to really feel it. Yeah. Like we have to give us, we have to like really, I'm going to say start with, but not like in it literally has to be that every time, but start with that mindset shift of, you know, bringing our thoughts out of the illusion of lack and scarcity back to that. Like I am enough. I have enough. There is enough or I am plenty, there is plenty, like all of that. And then allowing ourselves to really feel the the fullness or the abundance or the excitement or like the aliveness of that feeling of enough. Because no matter like how much lack and scarcity like you've lived in or experienced in your life, you, I can assure you there's been at least one moment in your life where you like really truly believed in that moment that you had enough or that you were enough or plenty or abundant, like whatever the experience might've been. So it's like, if you can use that memory 
in those moments to help you access like reaccess that feeling because right. that feeling of enoughness of plenty of abundance it's always in you and that's why you know like in the very beginning tony was sharing that it's not about you like we are like in lack and scarcity we just live in the illusion of it because right. that abundance that enoughness that plenty that self-worth it's always in us no matter where our mind is so when we shift our mindset back to that abundance space it allows us to start kind of digging into our consciousness and accessing that abundance, that plenty, that enoughness, because it's kind of like a magnet, right? Like drawing it to the surface. And then when we let ourselves like access the feeling of it that lives in our consciousness, then we just pull it more and more to our surf to the surface. Right. And and remember that the nature of our universe is abundance. Then our the nature of us as human beings is abundance it's literally infinite like infinite very much implies abundance right there's always more and always enough and so stepping back to that enoughness though a great a great you know i get a lot of well I'll, i'll stop like tripping over my words here okay question that I ask often because people say, well, I want to, I want to make this number every month, or I want to, I want to get to this number in my bank account. And a great question is, okay, but what does it feel like? What does it feel like to have that number? We can get hyper-focused, fixated on it's, it's got to be 10,000 a month. It's got to be 5,000 a month. It's got to be, you know, a hundred K in the bank, but a real question is what does it feel like when you say I make 10K a month or I make 5K a month or I have 100K in the bank? What is the feeling when you allow yourself to experience, you know, what it looks like to check your bank account and see that number? What does it feel like in your body? Does it feel like freedom? Does it feel like bliss? Does it feel like excitement? Does it feel like inspiration? And to me, the fastest way to get myself out of those spaces of lack is I connect to those feelings of what, quote, abundance feels like. Because to me, the feeling of abundance, this is just for me personally, is freedom. Absolutely. So then I think, okay, what can I do right now that feels really free? Where do I feel free? Can I go for a walk? Can I laugh? Can I, you know, draw? Can I listen to a song? Like, what are the things that make me feel really free? Or what are the things that make me feel really inspired? Because it's, those are quick ways to get yourself access to those states of being. Because those states of being are the magnets for God, love, money, time. Yeah, that feeling like really brings like in so much like like or I should say breathes so much life. Right. Those experiences. There's this really what's really cool about what you're saying is like there's a, and this is human design related. Um, there's this aspect of human design. So okay, in human design, like when you're looking at the body graph, the arrows that are on the right and left side of the head on the body graph are called mm-hmm. variables. Mm-hmm. So each of those four arrows represent different things. The one that's the bottom right arrow, that one talks about like what type of manifester we are. Right. And so if your arrow points to the left, then you're a specific manifester, which like from the human design perspective says that you should always focus on the specifics, the details, the wins, the how much, the right. where, the 
what you're going to be wearing, all of that stuff. And if it points to the right, then like as a manifester, you really just have, you can't focus on the specific details. You have to focus on how you want to feel and the type of experience that you want to have. And so for me, like my arrow points to the right. So I'm a non-specific manifester, which means that like, I like have to focus more on the feeling piece and like the, the experience I want to have. And so if you are, if you're into human design or have a way of looking at your body graph and look at the arrow, like, cause the, it can help you see like which one is a little more dominant for you. Cause the reality is like, I believe everyone should do both, right? Like right. what are like some of those specifics, but that aspect of your human design can kind of help you tell you which one for you is going to breathe more power into that. Like whether you're a person who like these focus less on the specifics, more on the feeling, or are you a person who focuses more on the specifics, less on the feeling, but that still means that like you're doing both. So that can be a way even for each individual person to look more specifically at you and your design, like what way kind of works for you. And then of course, experimenting and trying it all out is always super helpful too. <laughs> right. I actually, that makes me want to look at my human design chart right now. Yeah, I know. Cause the way you were sharing, I was like, oh my God, I wonder if you're also a non-specific manifesto. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised, but. Me either, Cause we're always the same every fucking thing, which I love. Me too. <laughs> <clears throat> Um, so anyways, you know, can connect to those feelings though, like mm -hmm. remember that those feelings are the magnets, whether you're a specific manifester or a non-specific manifester, is there another yep. one? Nope. Just those two. Yeah. The feeling though. It has to be there. has to be there. And we've talked about that with, with, with many different things like that feeling has to be genuine like whether it's gratitude or well gratitude's another great way to to get the train running right because um, <laughs> gratitude is literally abundance if you are living in gratitude of something you are literally living in abundance right um evie asher has a great quote she said when i imagined my life as abundance i imagined that every breath would say thank you Mm, I love that. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful. Um, it's cool <clears throat> gratitude, like, it seems like such a simple practice, but it's so freaking powerful. And it can be so easy to forget about, too. Right. Like, it, yeah, it's interesting. You know, one thing uh, that like, I was just thinking about it with like lack and scarcity mm -hmm. is kind of environmental, like, you know, family life conditions. Yeah. Because you know, I know that like so many people, like regardless of where you are in your life right now, whether that's like living in lack and scarcity or like living in abundance, mm -hmm. have grown up in like family situations or life situations where there's so much lack and scarcity. Right. So it's like then, you know, like our brains have really gathered so much evidence that like life is lack and scarcity or even mm -hmm. if it's life for me always looks like lack and scarcity so then it's like it can make it so much harder for right. you to like kind of you know go out on a limb and like have that faith and trust that if you shift your mindset to abundance and allow yourself to connect to those feelings of enough and plenty that it's actually going to work which is completely valid and understandable you know like I grew up in a family like that like there we didn't have any money and I mean like literally to the point of like my like grandparents were always having to step in and like pay the bill so the lights didn't get shut off so I didn't get evicted or 
if we didn't have food stamps, they probably would have had to buy us groceries. Anything that was for school, my grandparents had to pay for, like my dad and his girlfriend, like couldn't do it. Um, so there was just like all, and my grandparents didn't necessarily have much money either. Right. Um, but I guess at least they didn't, well, I started to say they didn't have three kids they were taking care of, but they did because that was me and my <laughs> sister. We just didn't live with them full time. And their uh, own kids. <laughs> yeah. And then of course, you know, my aunts and uncle, like they would contribute as well, like helping right. with that. And then like, you know, when I moved in with my aunt and uncle as a teenager, um, you know, like they definitely did better financially. So, you know, I did kind of start to get to see what like more of that, at least financial abundance looked like, right? But they both still grew up very much from that lack scarcity place. And so, you know, like that, even though they had financial abundance, you know, that mindset still went to those places sometimes. Yeah. And, you know, I, I noticed that like for myself, like, especially when I really started diving deep into abundance work, that like, it was so challenging because I had so much evidence in my brain, always reminding me how I like this lack and scarcity. And so, you know, like the thing is, is like, you can, ex you can have kind of that like environmental, like family conditioning of that lack and scarcity. But the thing is, is like, you have to take accountability and you cannot blame the way that you grew up on why you experience lack and scarcity. Because when we really go to an even deeper way of deeper level of looking at it, your consciousness already was living in lack and scarcity. And that's part of what even brought you into alignment, being born into a situation where there was lack and scarcity. Right. So, you know, it's helpful to understand the lack and scarcity that maybe that we've grown up with, the conditioning that might be there, experiences and evidence that we have. But we have to really be mindful that we don't place blame on people or situations or factors outside of ourselves for why we don't have enough money or not enough time or enough opportunities or resources. Because at the end of the day, like you're, you've already been living in that in your consciousness long before this lifetime. Right. So, you know, it's up to us to have that accountability to know that I'm experiencing lack and scarcity in my life because some part of me is living in lack and scarcity and believing that that's who I am and that's how life is. So, you know, when we can take that accountability and know that I'm living in lack and scarcity because of something within me, that's how we then connect to our power right. to, like, to transform that. It's like, because, oh, if it's something in me, I can do something about that. But if it's because of other people, we can't do anything about other people. We can't control them or make them do any certain thing. So, you know, when you're looking at transforming your life from lack and scarcity, just make sure that you're really allowing yourself to stay connected to that accountability space and not getting stuck in like kind of victimizing yourself or placing blame on other outside people or factors. Right. And it's interesting too, when I heard you say, you know, I know that you grew up with having, you know, those financial constraints and also mm. your parents weren't necessarily like, we have more than enough time to sit here and listen to you talk and we're very yeah. interested. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like I know you got that. that from your grandma, um, right. from many, but I was kind of on the other end of the spectrum where my parents were like, here, you know, money, 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 money. Yep. But for me to get them to, it, it was always, I don't have enough time for that. Mm -hmm. I don't know, have enough time for this. Yep. And, um, and definitely there was some, uh, I, 
took the love that I could get. Right. I'm not saying my parents didn't love me. I'm just saying I took the love that I could get because that connection definitely was was on a thin line. However you could get it. Right. But the one that I heard all the time was, I don't have enough time. There's not enough time. There's not enough time. There's not enough time. And so that was, you know, obviously it's still playing out today. Well, you know, what's interesting too about that, Tony, is like, it makes you think about how, because it's not so much a thing for you anymore, but like when we were kids and when we were teenagers and even in like our early, like maybe even in the mid twenties, like you are so late, late. all the time. Yeah. So like, it makes so much sense, right? Like, and for me, like, that's not even a connection I ever made, like with you, even though like, I know I've heard your parents like say that all the time, right. I never thought about how like that might like also like then you be picking that up or or maybe like living in that too if there's not enough time there's not enough time always rushing around always Mm -hmm. yeah wow glad we just made that connection Mm, i know greg kind of gives me the chill come (laughs) on breakthrough moment (laughs) we're here for it (laughs) um but but what i'm saying though is that there's stories that you know our parents have that we heard or that we were, you know, whoever we were around as children that, you know, it's not just, we can't pay for that. It's hurry up. I don't have time for this Mm -hmm. or, you know, we don't have enough food or. Or there's like, you know, one that I was thinking about a minute ago when you were sharing that people struggle with a lot in which I have this conversation with clients all the time is like that lack of scarcity and love, you know, specifically like romantic love. Because, you know, that's something that so many of us like crave and desire and seek is having and experiencing that romantic love. But it can be so easy to think that like, well, there's no one for me or there's like no one out there that like wants to be with me or there's no one that I like. Like, it's like there's always this idea that like there's not enough people for me there's not a a someone or a person for me. And that is living in lack and scarcity you know, specifically romantic love. Um, But like the more, again, you know, even in that, like when we live in that, there's not like enough, whether it's like good, like, and like one thing I'll hear people say is like, there's not enough like good people or (laughs) there's not enough like responsible people or not enough, like, like there can be all these qualifiers of like what types of people, you know? And like, I like to remind people all the time. Well, if that's what you believe, that's what you're always going to find. If you start shifting that belief, then you'll start finding the people that you're actually looking for and seeking. But when we think about, you know, even like a lot of people growing up, like the same thing with money as in like relationships, raise your hand if you grew up in a family where there was dysfunctional relationships. Right. I'm raising my hand because there was like more than just one, right? Mm -hmm. Honestly, most of the relationships, you know, for me as a child that I like saw in my family were dysfunctional in some type of way. And so it was hard for me for a long time to believe that it was possible for me to be in like a loving, like committed relationship because I just like didn't know if that was possible for me. I desired it. And so like I used to always live in this idea that it'll happen like later. It'll happen down Mm -hmm. the road Mm -hmm. because it's like, well, it can't happen right now. So, and I was always pushing that later to like a later age or a later day. And then I'd be like, I'm just going to like focus on me. But in reality, like in a deeper part of my being, like I did want that and I didn't necessarily want it to wait. 
but it's like, I thought I was like protecting like myself by trying to convince myself that, oh, it'll come later in life. But then when I really started opening myself up to that possibility and like not being like so attached to like, it's going to be later, it has to be this specific way, then I'm at Michael. Right. And now look, and less than 60 days, we'll be in Hawaii getting married. Right. And, you know, like it, like it, y'all, it really, 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 really works when you shift your mindset. But shifting your mindset does not happen in one moment. It literally is a thing you have to keep repeating over and over and over and over and over. And every time your mindset, like your like your energy, your consciousness, your thoughts, and your feelings fall into lack and scarcity, you have to bring them back to that abundance, that enoughness, that plenty, that gratitude every single time. And then you have to keep repeating it over and over and over, right? Like I'm able to experience abundance in my life because I have worked so hard, so consistently for what feels like a long period of time to recondition my brain mm-hmm. to recondition my thoughts and what I believe is possible for me I didn't just one day say okay I'm abundant cool and then my life looked like abundance right. I had to recondition that shit sometimes that feels like a thousand times in one day and then keep repeating that every day like you have to do the work right and and this comes down to a lot of people talk about, oh, I want this life, or I want to do this thing, or I want to do, I want to live in this place. I want to have this kind of job. I want to be with this kind of partner. I want to have this amount of money. You have to build your capacity to manage these types of things. Mm -hmm. The universe is not going to think about if every single thing that you ever asked for, you know, every birthday wish you made, came true right you you need to set your life up to experience these types of things that means if you want to have if you want to be a millionaire start learning about finding get into financial literacy start learning about asset protection it might seem boring but these are the these are the the steps that need to be taken in order to manage that type of wealth If you want to be in a relationship that with somebody who is responsible, who doesn't do drugs, who is physically fit, who, you know, is into yoga, but you're going to bars to meet people wrong. Right. Person doesn't hang out at a bar. These are the types of things that I'm saying. Yeah. Your actions and behaviors have to align with that mindset that you're wanting to shift into. Right your actions and behaviors have to match and you need to build the capacity to actually experience the type of life that you're calling in. Right. Whether that's having more money, if you want more time, right? If you're saying, oh, I wanna have, I I don't wanna work anymore. I wanna have total and complete free time, but you haven't done any work to set up your life or your business so that you can work from anywhere in the world or set your own hours or create passive income, then it's not going to happen for you. (laughs) So the universe, period, 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 um, the universe will deliver Mm -hmm. when you are a vibrational match for the thing that you're asking for and the way to create that vibrational The way to create that vibrational match is to start now 
building that capacity, right? Yeah. So to be that vibrational match. So, you know, you might say, I want to live in this house and have this amount of money and do this kind of, you know, do this kind of work. But if, you know, and it might seem like there's a hundred steps that you can't take right now, right? right? You're not living in that house. You don't have that partner. You don't have that job. But if there's one step that you can take, if it's doing yoga, or if you see that person, that version of yourself as a person that meditates every day, or that version of yourself is somebody that has lots of friends, or that is a writer, or that, you know, is very physically active, those are things you can do. And guess what? They don't cost a dime. There you go. And you can start today. Mm -hmm. So these are the types of things that regardless of whatever situation you find yourself in financially or in your relationships or wherever you're at with um, your, you know, your time schedule right now, you can, you can do these things right now. You've got to be willing to do the work. Right. The thing is, is like, you know, like Tony said, like you can take just one step at a time, right? You can right. just focus on what is one thing right now in this moment that I can shift, that I can start doing that does feel accessible. And, you know, it, it may feel a little overwhelming, but like, just know that you absolutely have strength, the courage, the will within you to step through that feeling of being overwhelmed and do it anyway. But if you try to do too much at one time, it's going to feel so overwhelming. That's going to be hard to access that movement through. Right. It's okay to take one step at a time. Well, and that's all it really, you can't take two steps at a time. Wow. You can't. Right. That's called jumping. <laughs> Girl, why was that the exact thought in my day? <laughs> you can only take one step at a time. So. You don't say it's called jumping. <laughs> So you don't need to worry about getting to step 20 from step zero. Right. You just need to take step one. Even if you can see step 20. Well, how, what about all the damn steps that's going to get you there? Right. It's like bring your vision back to like right now where you are and like what's realistic. And when we're specifically talking about money, this, this, this actually is a great example of building capacity for wealth. There are people that win the lottery. Yeah. I know Matt's a lottery player. Mm -hmm. Me and win the lottery. Three out of five people that win the lottery file for bankruptcy within three years. Damn, three out of five. They must not be investing in any of it. It's not that. It's that they don't, they haven't built the capacity to manage wealth mm. on all fronts. Because wealth is not just somebody that has a bunch of money right right all that money shows up there's also relationships right mm -hmm. time uh the places that we live all of these things play into this and the way that we feel about ourselves money does not fix money blocks right so you can somebody can hand you a hundred million dollars and you might think woohoo all my problems are gone this is amazing now i'm not saying that money doesn't make things easier right definitely you know can. it definitely can money can't buy happiness but it can buy freedom 
if if you've built the capacity to manage well. Absolutely. Right? So if three out of five people that win the lottery file for bankruptcy within three years, right? That right there just shows you somebody handing you a bunch of money, like jumping to step 20 from step one is not going to do you any favors. Right. <laughs> not especially in the long run in a way where it's sustainable. Like right. Not the way to go. Right. I'm not saying that if somebody handing you $100 million wouldn't be great because it definitely would. But you just, you know, like I said, building that capacity. Can you hear that? Yeah. <laughs> they blow leaves right outside my office door. Those that can hear it, it won't take too much longer. <laughs> I can, I just barely heard it for okay. like one second. So I think we're good. Um, yeah. Build so, that capacity. Building that capacity, yes. Okay, I think it's done. Or I can't hear it anymore. So okay, me you right now. See ellipses. Oh. Okay. That was aggressive. That was like literally like right in front of my window. I'm like, girl, I can't hear shit. Okay, that's cool. Thanks for doing the job. I'm grateful for you keeping it clean. <laughs> in two ways but yeah build that capacity yes build the capacity and the other thing here is that truly scarcity it increases value that's all it is scarcity is an increase of value and the value is disproportionate to the the thing that we're trying to get which all of this basically means that as when we believe that something is running out or there's not enough, it becomes even harder to get, right? So it becomes even more valuable to us. It becomes harder to get. And we believe that there is less and less and less and less of it. When we believe there's less and less and less and less, the harder it is to get the more valuable it becomes to us and the more lack we feel because we don't have it. So if we can start from a place of plenty, we don't have to be in the situations of, I don't have enough and it's running out and now it's really hard to get, whatever that is, whether that's money, time, food, love, etc. So if you're living in lack and scarcity, that's okay but like ask yourself you know is that fulfilling you like are you feeling happy and if not and if you find that like you want to experience more you want to experience enough plenty abundance it's possible for you it doesn't matter what you've experienced what your life has been like like none of that has to continue to determine whether or not abundance is possible for you like you are the only one that can choose to shift out of that illusion of lack and scarcity and allow yourself to experience the reality of abundance. Amen. You ready? You wouldn't be hearing this conversation right now if you were not ready for it. Very true. So get to work. And if you don't know how or you have questions about that, remember, y'all can always send in questions to us like on our Instagram, like you can email them to us, send them to us, however, and we're happy to address them on future episodes. 
even if it's just specifics about your life, it's always okay. <sighs> what else you got about lack of scarcity, attorney? Past attorney? That's just what I want to call you every time. I know. <laughs> uh, I feel like we're in a, a really great spot right now. We took them all the way up and brought it's them all the way down. And our like question that we have today for our Q&A segment is pretty related to like our conversation today too. So that'll be helpful to kind of just bring in a little more that might feel like a little more specific and relatable to like, you know, your life and those of you that are listening, what you're actually experiencing. Yeah. So today's question says, how do I believe that there's more than enough when I don't see that that see that reflected in my bank account? You want to hit that first or do you want me to? Well, I mean, we touched on this a little bit earlier. How you believe, how do I believe that there's more than enough when I don't see that reflected in my bank account? So that reflection, you see reflected in your bank account what you believe about yourself and mm -hmm. that it's not, it's not enough. Right. The thing about believing is like you have to make the choice. Everything you believe at some point, you chose to believe that was your truth or you right. chose to believe that was your reality. So you can choose to believe that your reality is abundance or is enoughness. Now, like we talked about earlier, like with beliefs and conditioning, you're going to have to like recommit to believing that every day, potentially many times throughout the day in order to start seeing that eventually reflected in your external world or in your bank account. Right. So again, the illusion of lack only exists when we believe, when we believe that there is not enough. Mm -hmm. So when you believe there is not enough, you will see reflected in your bank account, in your relationships, on your plate, you know, with your connection to God on your watch, that there is not enough. Mm. Praise the Lord. <laughs> uh, That's how Tony and I speak tongues, in case y'all are wondering. <laughs> when we get built with the Holy Ghost. Mm. So what if you this person what if you chose to believe something different what would your life look like if you chose to believe that you have more than enough that you are more than enough right because what you know for sure is that believing in lack and scarcity or that illusion of that does not work for your bank account or for your love or for your plenty or for enough so why not try something different just in the possibility that it might actually work. Worst case scenario is you're exactly where you are right now. Right. Best case scenario is your entire life changes and you manifest uh, everything that you've been right. wanting and calling in for your life. I feel like it's important to say <laughs> that like, like maybe like give yourself the opportunity to see that like your effort actually works. Yeah. Somebody needs to hear that. So that's coming from spirit. Your effort, Your effort works. works. Mm. Um, I love that. It was so juicy. If yeah. you have any other questions, 
you know, like, especially for the month of July, if you have questions about money, abundance, scarcity, and, and abundance, not even in just money, but like relationships, food, as we've talked about everything, God, so, money, food, time, but, love. Right. And, you know, if you're listening to this and it's not July while we're doing our like abundance money series, that's okay. Like send us those questions because we, the questions in our Q&A segment don't always necessarily have to relate to the topic of what we're talking about. Right. So we're always happy to address those no matter when it is that you're listening to this episode, um, especially those that maybe like don't find the podcast for a while or listen to this for months or even years from now, send us in the question and we're always happy to address that. Remember, you can send questions to our Instagram, it's fine, you're fine, we're fine, or email them podcast at it's fine.online. And there's always a link in the description for a voice note. Yeah, we always love to hear your voices. And remember, if you want to share your it's fine moments with us, we love when we have listeners do that. So again, you can share those with us the same places that you did. And if you're open to us reading your It's Fine moment on the show, like always let us know that. And if you would like us to not, but you just want to share it with us as a place to just have, you know, a safe space to have to share, then just let us know that like you'd rather keep it private, but we'll always respond to you. Yes. Thank you so much for listening. Yes. Thank you guys. And playing with us today. And also like, you know, I think I, I, I want to acknowledge all of our listeners for a moment for being willing to show up for you to show up for your transformation to show up for your life because you know these conversations that we have like they can like maybe be triggering they can sometimes be challenging like they can like make you think about a lot of things and really more than anything make you look at yourself and your life right so especially those of you that continue listening and like are with us every week I just want to say thank you and I just want to acknowledge you for like your bravery and your courage and your willingness because you're a badass it's time to own it you're an it's fine badass baby mm. yeah gotta flip my weave <laughs> um but yeah thank you all so much for listening stay tuned for the rest of our july series on money and abundance thanks guys see y'all soon bye, bye. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at it's fine, you're fine, we're fine. And check the link in the bio to find out how to work with us and what we're up to. Remember, it's fine, you're fine, we're fine. Your journey is all in perfect order.